you guys, it's Molly popping at the beginning of this episode and I just wanted to let you guys know we have a giveaway at the end of this episode so just stay tuned for that. We have a good giveaway with Weather Beard Supply Company and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this interview with Weatherbeard. Thanks guys. Well first who had the idea? Uh, actually it was not really an idea to start a business originally. So, um, that actually sparked the idea. Like I want to grow a beard. I have these essential oils. What can I do? And it just got to the point where I just had to pray. I'm like, Lord. One, what the heck are they? Cause I, I've never, never heard of it till now. All right, welcome back to the Unqualified Podcast with your host, just Tim, today. Uh, I am here with Corey Weatherby. Uh, he is the owner, him and his wife, the owner of Weatherbeard Supply. Weatherbeard right? Supply. Co. Weatherbeard Supply. So welcome, Corey. We, what we wanted to do was we wanted to um, kind of highlight some small businesses, especially with everything that's been going on right now. We, uh, we really want to emphasize how uh, helpful how important, how unique a lot of small businesses are. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have probably lost their livelihood recently with everything. So uh, that being said, I mean, we, we knew you guys even before or we, we saw your products even before all this. Sure. But uh, we still wanted to highlight you and kind of give you guys a uh, well platform to share your product because we personally think your product is awesome. Um, Thank you very much. So I, I use your products every day. Um, every, well, let me say this. Every day I remember to put deodorant on is when I, <laughs> I remember Very to, good. to put your stuff on um, because I, some days that just slips my mind. But anyways, Corey, uh, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, give us a background on just who you are, uh, your family, and kind of uh, we'll go into some questions here. Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, my name's Corey Weatherby, hence the name Weatherbeard mm -hmm. Supply Company. Uh, we did start out primarily as a beard care company that has since developed into soaps and solid colognes and other offerings. Uh, we do plan to continue expand in the future. But just a little bit about me as a person. Uh, I was born and raised in Kentucky. I uh, ended up moving to Tennessee when I was about 10, 11 years old. And after graduating high school, I ended up here in Ohio, of all places. Ohio. Wapakoneta, <laughs> home of Neil Armstrong, right? Yeah. So, Wapakoneta, it took me a little while to uh, figure out how to pronounce that and let people know where I lived. But uh, since we've moved up here, uh, we have relocated to Crydersville. So, we're just oh, okay. right around the corner from you guys. Okay, yeah. And yeah, so that's a little bit about kind of how I got here and where the business name came from okay. and kind of what we do. So. Okay. Now, you and your wife started this business. How many? Well, first, who had the idea? Uh, actually, it was not really an idea to start a business originally. Okay. It was during No Shave November of okay. 2015. Uh, I, like yourself, you know, proudly balding <laughs> and embracing it. Uh, but I had never actually grown out a beard up until this point. I was 25 years old and I figured, hey, like, I want to try this No Shave November thing, but I want to stick it out and see what mm -hmm. happens Like if I actually grow a beard. Uh, during this time, my wife and I were actually collecting and selling essential oils. So we had them from the A to Z's of all the essential oils, uh, really pure, high-quality products. 
And we had quite the investment wrapped up in these. Mm -hmm. So at the time, we were actually selling for another company, kind of like one of those multi-level marketing. The MLM Yeah, the MLMs. And so uh, what I found out during that time was not only did I have a passion for all of these different fragrances, but also found out that I had this hidden talent for sales. And people out at work were having me explain to them what all the benefits of essential oils are. And they're like, man... What are you doing at Honda? You're like, you're selling this stuff hard (laughs) to us, man. And and you're really good at it. Uh So um, that actually sparked the idea. Like, I want to grow a beard. I have these essential oils. What can I do? And so I looked up online, like, ideas for men's grooming products containing essential oils. And beard oil was one of the first things that popped up. Hence, Mm -hmm. I guess, because it was around November, they were pushing beard stuff. I was like, that seems fairly... Uh, simple to do. So I looked up some DIY recipes, created my first couple of blends, applied them to my skin and hair during that whole month of November. Mm -hmm. And my wife was really digging it. She's like, man, this makes your beard feel softer. It smells nice. It's got a nice sheen to it. I can really see that this could be going somewhere. So with that being said, the idea was born. Um, We started making three or four different blends. And with those blends, Uh, I would bring them out to Honda, where I was working at the time, and actually let people smell them just to get like, what do you guys think of what this smells like? Because I don't just want to take my own opinion for it. Uh, People were really digging it. And I told them what it was for, what I was doing. And they're like, man, that is really cool. Um, And then the idea for actually creating a business was born because my wife actually had an online craft shop at the Mm -hmm. time on Etsy. Through Etsy. Mm -hmm. uh, Through Etsy. So with that, She's like, hey, why don't we make you a little Etsy shop and we can like create a sticker for this and give it a name. And so, yeah, every everything that I can take credit for all falls back on my wife, of course, of course. (laughs) Right. Yep. That's how it is. (laughs) Awesome. Well, cool. Cool. Um, So then your first customers then were were there at Honda, assuming? Uh, Yes, actually. They got some freebies okay, uh, because they had no idea what they were getting into. And I was just like, just test it on your uh, your scruff you got going on here. Mm -hmm. You know, let your beard grow for a week or two. Mm -hmm. It is November. Give it a try. Let me know your thoughts. And uh, they, like myself, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, And their significant others enjoyed it as well. Yeah. So I was getting that feedback. They're like, yeah, man, you need to sell this. You need to sell it in stores, sell it online, whatever you need to do, because I think you're on to something. Well, 100%. Um, I, I can't uh, believe, one, how, how good these products smell. Thank uh, you. Especially those. those. I, I don't know. Okay, how about this? How do you guys figure out what what scents to use? Like, what, what makes you be like, okay, we want to try for this scent? I, I mean, how does that process all work from beginning to end? Okay, so in the beginning, being Weatherbeard, play on the name of Weatherby being mm-hmm. my last name, but nobody knew that. We didn't actually really have a brand message, but we knew we wanted to embrace the four seasons. So spring, summer, mm-hmm. fall, winter, and have scents that kind of correlated with the season. So we, our little signature slogan was, we've got you covered through any season. So originally our idea was, we just want to create seasonal batch fragrances that people can wear during that season if they connect well with a specific season. And that just kind of evolved into, well, we need to have a different scent profile. You know, Mm -hmm. we need a minty, we need a woodsy, we need a citrus, we need like a cologne, uh, we need florals, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. 
And so we kind of started off with one of each. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, yeah, that's kind of how it all evolved and started off with that small batch, got feedback. And we find out what people really resonated with as far as fragrances for the beard care. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. It started out seasonal. We wanted to have a little bit of everything so that people from any specific type could find something that they wanted, you know, like uh-huh. different varieties of scents. Interesting. Yeah. So do you guys, this is all from home, yes. right? You, you, you mentioned something last week, I think, about how you, you guys have a bunch of supply just upstairs in your... Yep. It's uh, our office attic, space. Office? Okay. Yep. Awesome. Office space. Um, that's our storage room because we had a very small room in our first home. That we called the beard room instead of the bedroom. <laughs> and that's where everything went. Shut door. Nobody goes in there unless it's for business. And um, yeah, so the beard room was kind of getting cramped as uh-huh. the business grew. And that's where we've moved into this bigger house, bigger room. And we're kind of running into a similar problem, which is a really good problem yeah, to have. Indeed. So now we're looking forward to purchasing a home with maybe a shop or okay. a facility yeah. that we could have put on the property. Uh, specifically all for business. That'd be fantastic. So, okay, sure. awesome. So you you worked at Honda um, for a long time and did this this and... Yes, I was at Honda for six years uh-huh. and this here now is in my fifth year of business being November of 2015. Started at Honda in 2013. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when, when you were getting ready to take that leap... Um, because you, you are now just, you just do this. This is it. And I also help my wife with engagement and wedding photography. Oh, that's right. You guys are photographers as well. Do a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, but you, so that you're completely self-employed and you, you're yes. doing everything on your, that's awesome. Um, tell me a little bit about how you felt taking the dive. Cause obviously it's, it, you had to dive headfirst into it. You had to take a huge pay cut. Not working at Honda, sure. do things like insurance, how, however you guys do that. Sure. Um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts, how you made that decision, and uh, how risky it was for you. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a big moment. But throughout the course of my business, uh, the way we took it, starting with its humble beginnings, we started off in maybe one or two uh, gift shops, and then we added one or two barber shops. And then we would do a craft show maybe every couple of months. And Mm -hmm. so this process continued from year one all the way to year four, uh, which would have been the very beginning of 2019. We were going into year four. At this point, we were actually in about 25 different stores across six different states. We had done 15 to 20 craft shows a year. Mind you, uh, I'm a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> I help my wife with wedding and engagement photography. I'm like traveling all the time and I'm working 40 hours a week. And it just got to the point where I realized like, wow, this is actually has a lot of potential mm-hmm. uh, just across the board. I mean, if I were to cut out my Honda income, where would I be left? So I'm crunching numbers and I'm trying to figure out what could I do? Uh, But yeah, it actually really came as an amount of pressure that was just mental pressure. I Uh would literally have mental breakdowns from the amount of stress, like trying to work, keep the bills paid, inventory, making products, keep in contact with 25 stores. When's the next craft show that we have? Where are we traveling to this weekend? Do we have a wedding to photograph? What's going on? And it just got to the point where I just had to pray. I'm like, Lord. It's, it's either I'm in or out. Like you have blessed this business. It's uh-huh. very obvious. 
Uh, it has grown and grown and grown. I've never received any negative feedback to date. Um, maybe three or four people that got an inconsistent product because I do make in small batches. Uh-huh. But as far as fragrance and feel, people have loved it. And I'm just That's like, great. you know, I don't have any haters at this point, <laughs> yeah. which I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> eventually, right? Somebody will eventually like, oh, that Weatherbeard guy, man. That's how you know you've made it. Though. That's Once when you, you got know the haters, you've made yeah. it, right? You've made it to the top <laughs> when people start talking down on you. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what happened. That that plunge was the the result of an immense amount of success mm-hmm. and just the amount of pressure to keep up with daily work life and business life, personal life. It kind of got all lost. So, mm-hmm. so you just you one day you're like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna dive headfirst into this. Essentially, my thought was, okay, I could have the best product on planet Earth right? As far mm-hmm. as beard care goes. And I could set it in 50 to 5,000 stores. It doesn't matter. But then when you're coming as a salesman, for one, I can't be there. Mm-hmm. Two, I cannot create an interest in a customer to look at my product. And then even if they have a product or if they have an interest in the product, I cannot be there to drive that sale home. You know, They have to have the money in their pocket, the willingness, the desire, and then I'm like, that is actually totally hands off from me. Yeah, My product cannot speak to them and, and connect with them. They have to actually want that, have the money for it and the desire. And I'm like, where does that desire come from? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's hundreds of other products in a store yeah. that they could be looking at. What drew them to that? And yeah. I had to get the answer. I was like, everything comes from above. There Every go. good and yeah. perfect gift comes from uh-huh. above. So I'm like, it has to be the Lord. And this is actually a perfect opportunity for me to put my business completely in the hands of God, my whole wealth and well-being, uh-huh. it is staked on him creating the desire for people to purchase my product. And it was actually a really exciting thing. Yeah. Like, okay, Lord, let's, let's see, see what it. you can yeah. do. Like, let's see, I'm going to give you this and watch what you can do with uh-huh. it. So That's that, awesome. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And it's still cool. fun. I'm, new opportunities are opening all the time. Hence, I'm sitting right here doing yeah. a podcast. Yeah, thanks How for coming. How would this have ever happened, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, he opens awesome. the door. He opens the door. That's really, really awesome. cool. Um, so, when you quit your job, you had a 40, at least 40 extra hours, not including the commute, right? Sure, So, that's, sure. I mean, 60 extra hours a yes, week, right? Yeah. What did you do at that time? I mean, like... How did you buckle down? Did you just start making a bunch of batches? Did you start making a bunch of calls? What was the, what was the primary thing that you did during that, that time? You just hit the nail on the head with making a bunch of calls. So what I would do is I would make consistent calls every week to my barbers, to my gift shops, constantly checking and seeing where the next gift shop was at. Mm-hmm. And so now we're up to like 30 to 30 to 35 stores that we're carrying in. And, you know, that that 15 to 20 craft shows that we had done uh, in 2018 that actually helped me make the decision like, okay, there there's actually uh, a chance that this could be my full-time employment. Um, all of that condensed to like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we basically started to look for every craft show every barbershop, every gift shop, we would ask other gift shop bar owners, other barbers, like where would be another good place that you guys would recommend mm-hmm. that I would sell my products? So yeah, that's kind of what it came down to. And with the new business demanded the bigger supply of products. Um, and I also, 
just kept myself really busy on those craft shows and mm-hmm. looking for more opportunities online as well. Just that's kind sure. of what we've been doing here lately, connecting with the online community. Yep. Staying busy, you know, yeah. uh, what, so, idle hands is the devil's work, right? So yeah, we just keep them busy so, yes. and then God can use it. As long as I'm planting, we can reap what we yeah, sow. You that's know? awesome. So, so you said you, you do, you're, you're diving more into the social media aspect of it. Absolutely. What, first, what's your, what, how can we find you on social media? We might as well do that now. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Facebook just by searching Weatherbeard. And then on Instagram at weatherbeard underscore supply. Okay. Uh, we're not on Twitter or YouTube or no. anything else. So that's pretty much where we're at. And we're most active on Instagram at okay. the moment. Uh, although if you are on Facebook, you probably will be seeing some advertisements from us pretty soon. You know, I was just going to ask that. Do you do you utilize, I know, um, Google ads and uh, Facebook ads are, are fairly inexpensive. I mean, for, for the return you get. Sure. Or, or at least the viewership that you get. So sure. it's cool. Um, do you have any plans to go into, into like YouTube or anything like that? Uh, as far as right now, no. There's okay. like so much on our plate. Um, we're actually going through the middle of a rebranding. Okay. Uh, we're completely building a new website. We're going to have mm-hmm. a new look and feel to our labels. It's going to be really classy and clean. We're going to try to up the professionalism mm-hmm. there. Um, and here recently, I've actually started running the Facebook ads, which... Running a Facebook ad successfully is actually a craft. It's not just, hey, do you want to boost your post? Throw some money at us, you know, or hey, you know, you can set up an ad yourself. We'll show you how to do it. There's a whole lot involved in creating an ad that actually succeeds. And uh, that's actually something I recently discovered because I've thrown a lot of money at Mm -hmm. boosted posts and different things in the past that Mm -hmm. didn't really get any results. Um, I recently invested in an online course Uh, to actually learn like the full art of what creates a converting ad, how to run ads on Facebook, how to scale, how to do split testing, Mm -hmm. all these fun things and targeting different interest groups based on behaviors and locations and really finding out who your target audience is that Mm -hmm. connects and resonates with your brand. Mm -hmm. Because that's every person, essentially, they, they purchase the brands that they get because there's something that that brand is speaking to that particular person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you find that audience, uh, Facebook can actually collect data on people that are your particular target audience. And then you can run ads to people that are like those people. So essentially I'm in the testing phase right now. I'm, I'm definitely okay. in the negative. Um, <laughs> I'm spending a lot more money than I'm making at the moment, uh, being that I've only been doing it for about a week. Uh, but I be- believe that with, you know, every link click, every website visit, every person adding their products to cart, all those things. Uh, Facebook keeps track of who that was and, and what their interests mm-hmm. and demographics are. So I believe by the end of the year, we'll actually be more of an online focused brand Which than is... a store focused brand because we can actually make that direct sale. Yeah. We can communicate directly, whether it's through email or social media with our customers to answer their questions. Sure. Whereas in a store, I do have a sales team doing the work for me, but they're not really able to take it that next step. And, and they've got tons of products all over. So they this beer product, and I would assume they have more than one beer product. Sure, a lot of my stores do. Stuff. Yeah, so I mean, what differentiates? They, they just, they don't have, I guess, the incentive that you have to, sure. to sell it. Um, does Instagram have any anything like that? Any of the, the ads um, purchasing? I'm not on Instagram, well, obviously. Well, Facebook but. actually owns Instagram. 
Oh, see, I didn't even point, know that. I didn't Facebook's even know that. the boss, right? Well, they're so just the boss. you can actually <laughs> take a Facebook ad and cross promote that ad, same ad to the same audience that fits that profile on Instagram as well. Interesting. So it gathers data from both platforms mm-hmm. and lets you know, like, okay, these are the people that respond to your ads on Instagram. These are the ones that respond on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Getting cool. back into the split testing and whether or sure. not you're going to desktop or mobile, Instagram or Facebook. Where does the ad appear? Is it in a story mode? Is it on the side of the page? All of those metrics come into play. And it's it's a lot to learn. I'm, I'm, I probably sound like I'm speaking Greek right no, now. That's okay. But uh, maybe people will understand. You know, you got to do your due diligence to mm-hmm. be a successful anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Um, what? Uh, so... <laughs> Tell me what a typical week looks like for you. For you and your wife, um, how does a Monday look for okay. you? You wake up, Good old Monday. start the day. Yeah, the Monday. <laughs> Good the, old the, Monday. The Mondays. You <laughs> know, uh, whenever you become a small business owner and you work full-time for yourself, the balance between home life and work life mm-hmm. kind of just become blurred because mm-hmm. they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. You work from home, right? So your job is never done. Uh, there's always something that can be improved. Um, there's more feedback that you need to get back online. You need to respond to an email through a social media post. People are asking questions. Stores are sending you emails for inventory. It's kind of a nonstop thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the world, things have definitely looked a whole lot different. Right. Uh, right. Which is why we've turned so hard to learning about these online advertising. Mm-hmm. There's a massive amount of people we've never reached and they're online and we're not going to be able to reach them uh, through stores. So, yeah, as far as what a work week looks like right now and, and a typical Monday, it's just wake up, have breakfast and coffee together and plan. What are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the, what's the priorities? While I'm doing this, you're going to do this. And then we can have lunch together. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can just take a break. Uh, we could clean house a little bit, you know, go outside for a walk, take a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. you know, and clear our mind. Uh, come back in. And, and it's kind of like in spurts. So most people go to work for eight hours a day, sometimes 10, 12, just depending on what kind of shift you have. But again, with being a small business, you're never done. Right. Like you're, you're just not. And you're never going to be. Because uh, I believe one of my good friends had told me when I first started the business, he's like, if your business isn't growing, it's shrinking. So if you're not constantly innovating, taking the next step to be better and better and better, mm-hmm. uh, eventually you're going to stagnate. You're going you're gonna to hit that plateau. And the only way to go from the plateau is it's down, down mm-hmm. if you're not putting the effort to go up. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what we do. Our day might be like, an hour in the morning together and then three hours of work. And then we take a break. We go for a 30 minute walk. We go visit family for an hour or two. We come home, we work for two more hours. You know, (laughs) I don't know. We may take a nap. We may go out to eat, whatever it may be, come back home and just work, man. It's, it's work life. It's all the time hustle. So, uh, with that and how, first, how long have you been married? We have been married coming up on six years, actually. Six years. This okay. uh, month on the 29th, so June 29th, 2020. Uh, that'll be six years. That's awesome. And it's been six awesome, crazy years, man. <laughs> I never would have seen like that I'm in Ohio and I own a business and I'm a teacher. Just God has a really weird way of bringing Boy, things out he. of you that you never knew were there. Mm-hmm. So you just stand in awe like, wow, here I am. This is what I do. You know, With- I, I make a living. Uh 
making beards look and feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, who would have ever seen that in high school? Well, not right? even just that. Now, now you get people smelling good too. I yes, mean, absolutely. Because I, I honestly, I was not a cologne guy before. I mean, I mostly because it's expensive. Because I don't want to go spend yes, fifty bucks on a cologne that's this big and it's yeah. going to last me for two months or something yeah. like that. And so, um, your solid clones. This is not where I was headed, but your solid clones. One, what the heck are they? Because I, <laughs> I've never, never heard of it till now. And two, uh, how do you, how do you determine? Now, is it that seasonal scent thing? Is that? It? Go ahead. Okay, so basically, our cologne offerings are obviously they're solid colognes. Mm-hmm. So these are a beeswax based. There is no aerosols, no alcohols, or anything in it. It's just three ingredients. We actually use beeswax, fragrance oil, and a carrier oil. And so what you have is like a light moisturizing, heavily concentrated, natural-based product that sets on your skin and works with your body heat. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a wax melt you would use in your house. You put it on the heating element. Your house smells great. You apply a very small amount of this wax to your skin. It meshes with your body chemistry and your body heat puts it off like a wax warmer. Um, So that's actually an idea that my wife stumbled upon. Uh Uh-huh. Um, she was looking to get me a gift back in, I think it was 2017 when we first created these actually. So 2017, it was around Christmas time. She's looking up unique Christmas gifts for men, solid cologne pops up and she's like showing me like, Hey, do you think these are cool? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to try to get you one. I want to get one that you actually like. Mm -hmm. I don't just want to pick something. So yeah, as far as the scents go though, with how we choose and seasonal, it's actually, these are all just kind of year round, they're name brand fragrance oils that we're mm-hmm. using. So uh, things like Dracar Noir, Polo Red by Ralph Lauren. We do like Gucci. We've got Armani, Abercrombie, Hollister. Um, stuff that people typically, like you said, mm-hmm. they drop anywhere between 60 to to $100 a bottle on. Yeah. And then you're stuck with that one fragrance. Uh, in a full-sized bottle, you'll probably be stuck with that fragrance for the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just an everyday cologne wearer. Yeah. Which most guys aren't. It's usually a special occasion type deal. Mm-hmm. So I definitely wanted to make mine affordable, but with that high price uh, scent, mm-hmm. that scent profile that's already recognized. People immediately, oh man, that smells like polo, man. Or that yeah. smells like a cologne my dad used to wear. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's kind of how that whole idea was born and what it is. Cool. And um, we do plan on kind of upping the uh, production on those okay. and like the variety. We're going to probably add two or three more scents by the end of the year because what we've found is that's one thing that we're doing in the community that is different than most of the other beard care companies. Uh, everybody typically, if you go visit different beard care companies, they have one thing that they do that's just a little bit different. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. unique. And then other people don't really try to copy that because they're like, okay, that's their thing. That's yeah. what they're doing. They kind of got an edge on that market. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I'm just doing what they did because what they did was successful. So I'm going to try to copy mm-hmm. everything they do. Like individuality, creativity is definitely something that helps you stand out as a business. So the solid colognes are something that I feel like we do and we do it well. And there's nobody else really, especially in this area, but even in the online community that are not really branching out into that territory. And if they are, they're pretty much always just a solid cologne company. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of their main thing. And then you're still ending up spending anywhere between like 40 and $80 for a 10. So We knew that with our local market, 
uh, $20 was going to be a very approachable price uh, for something that people are very unfamiliar with. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to drop money on it, something that's completely brand new to you. Right. A big investment on something you don't know anything about. So right. we found that price point really works and it resonates with our audience. And, and that's kind of your goal as far as pricing goes. Uh, you, you guys like to, to, your main goal is to offer all these things at, at something very affordable. Right? Absolutely. Just for this regular person that, hey, I want to smell good every now and then, or the wife is like, hey, I want him to actually smell good every right. now and then. And sure. Cool. Um, with you working at home uh, w- with your wife, how do you guys juggle, I, I guess, personal life and business life? I, I know that they probably uh, go together. They mesh together quite a bit because that's just what you guys do. That's what you do. But is there a time that you're like, okay, look, from... On this day, we're not going to talk anything business. Like, we're, sure. How how do you how do you guys figure that out that so that you can actually really have your marriage flourish? Sure. Um, in all this. Sure. So it's like I said earlier, it's kind of a balance between wake up, spend personal time together, clean the house, whatever you got to do. You know, talk, chat, talk about your feelings, lay it out all on the table first thing in the morning, and that's typically something we aim for at night. Okay. Before we go to bed, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, let's go lay down for the next hour. Sure. Kind of let it all out and talk and all those things. Um, and everything in between is just like personal to work. House, groceries, go to town, pay your bills, do your normal stuff, and then work life. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of these little breaks like, hey, let's just get out and go for a walk real quick. Let's mm-hmm. go talk, uh, whatever it may be. And then there's times like last year where we're just like, hey, we're just like put up a big banner on the website. We're done for the next two weeks. No sales. Nothing's going to be processed. We're going on vacation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go visit family. We went to California last year. We sometimes just take four or five days and just go down to Tennessee, stay with the mother-in-law way out in the country and just kind of like, we can't do anything. We don't have any products. Sure. We're not, we're eight hours away from business. So we have to force ourselves force to just like, okay, you have to take some time off because like I said, your job is never done. Yeah. And you can always improve and there's always something that's remaining. And so I'm sure it's a struggle, especially on a vacation like that, where you think where your mind drifts to like, oh, wants we need to go to do back this. to oh man, when we get home, there's this massive pile of stuff <laughs> that I need to get. Uh-huh. So where would you like to see your business in ten years? What is how would you like to grow? How would you like to expand? You said already that you're you, you guys would love to have a new house with yes. with a somewhat business on the property sure. would you want that to be your shop where people come to you or just kind of a storehouse what, what are you guys thinking it would still be more of just a production facility um rather than a standalone store where you come in and you retail purchase mm-hmm. my things from like the weatherbeard supply coast store mm-hmm. um it would just be more of our production facility because ever since the beginning we've been a supply company and we're kind of like the middleman so we supply the gift shop, the gift shop supplies the customer. So, well, they're the middleman at that point, mm-hmm. but we are in the supply chain. We buy from the supplier. We manufacture the product. The product goes to them. They then retail it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by being the middleman. Sure. Um, and with that mentality, uh, the only place that we really desire to make direct sales from this point on, realizing that the audience is so much larger, is online. Mm-hmm. And now, 10 years from now, uh, I'll turn 30 years old uh, next month, July 23rd, 2020. I'll be 30. So, 10 years, coming up on 40, 
um, at that point with online sales and learning how to reach a larger and larger and larger Mm -hmm. audience and having a production facility, uh, my goal would be to hire help locally, Mm -hmm. Uh, employ locals, of course, because whenever you have the opportunity to create wealth and opportunity for other people, that's awesome, you know, and then just foster an environment where they can come and work in a a happy, uh, successful atmosphere that's got a positive attitude. And that's kind of what my goal is, like get a shop, grow the business, toss off uh, some of the jobs that we kind of wear all of the hats, you know, like have somebody do the accounting, Uh the bookkeeping, have somebody that will handle all of my labeling, have somebody that will keep track on all of my inventory and let me know what I need to order. That way I don't have to go through everything (laughs) all the time. Um, And then like online orders, for instance, you know, get to a point where I could just have like printed out order sheets from the prior day, mm-hmm. lay them all out, and you just go through, you go through the shop, you find the supply, you put it in the package, you put the printing, you put the envelope together, print the label, I'll be in the house if you need me type thing. Mm-hmm. And that way I could basically get to a management position because the whole goal of working for yourself is so that eventually you don't have to work for yourself as much. Yes. And other people are working for you. Um, so, you know, that would be the long-term goal, freeing up more of your personal time because the amount of self-sacrifice that it takes to get a business from literally nothing Mm -hmm. to a fully functional operating machine is, it's inexplainable. It's really people, (laughs) you you can't understand unless you've done it Uh type of thing, the amount of grind that it takes to get it to that point. So, um, yeah, the reward to work ratio, you know. That's the beautiful thing about being a small business. Mm-hmm. What you put in is what you get out, which is something, you know, when you're working for somebody else, you can do the best job, you can work the hardest and you're at a, a set salary. You're, just, you're always at that no that matter top how level. hard yeah. you do, you know, whether yeah. you're working or you're not, whether you're on vacation or whatever it is, you wake up early, you stay over late, uh your your pay grade doesn't really change. Yeah. And so that's kind of incentive it's an incentivized work work harder to have a bigger reward sure. sooner yeah um so yeah. yeah you put in more work up front and hopefully you can get out of that work faster yeah in the set yeah. like hey i'll be here for 30 years and when i retire this is what i have it's like no i'm gonna put in 10 years of super hard work yeah and then for the next 20 years i'm gonna reap the benefits sure sure so okay that's my goal um but Let's go a little bit more personal because obviously this is your, your your personal life too. Sure. Um, you've been married six years. Yes. And you have, you have, I mean, you put a lot in. You said you sure. had a couple of mental breakdowns that you're just like, this is too much. Um, while you were trying to grow this company, this business here with your wife, um, what, were there, were there rough patches along the way for you? Like, did this make communication? Uh, I'll just say this. Did this make your the communication with your wife harder, easier? How did that go for you? Absolutely. Uh, it made it much harder. Uh-huh. But we constantly kept it in our mind like this will eventually pay off. Uh-huh. And the reward that we're going to receive for this dedication is going to be tons of free time, tons of ability to go on these vacations Mm -hmm. and spend that relaxed personal time and let somebody else take care of this. Whereas, for instance, again, with a regular nine to five job, 40 hours a week, 
you, uh, I work five years, I get two weeks vacation. I work 10 years, I get three weeks vacation. I may max out after 15 years and get four weeks vacation, right? Which that's how it was at Honda. So I'm just using them as an example. But with what I just said, put in 10 years, take all the vacation that you want. Right. You know, travel the world. You don't have to answer to anybody. You don't have to be back on a set date. You hire a manager to manage everything while you're mm-hmm. gone. And then you can just have that flexibility. And that's something eventually when we do start our family mm-hmm. and it starts to grow. Uh, like I said, one of our, well, I haven't said it yet, but I'm saying it now. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to get into this and I don't think I have. But for the first few years now, we haven't really had a brand message. Our brand has just been like Weatherbeard Supply, Men's Grooming Supplies, The End. If you find something that interests you, that's cool. But we really haven't had like a brand message um, and nobody really knew like what we were about as individuals. And something that really inspires me personally and that my wife is really excited to get into, which we plan on doing some later this year, but is hiking, camping, backpacking, travel, that whole like minimalist lifestyle that can just embrace like what's what's out there that's free you know like Mm -hmm. the mountains are free yeah you know the all of god's creation and just viewing it all is free and you you as long as you can get a plane ticket to get there you know that's where the job comes in but really what we want is to travel and experience those moments alone in god's creation just in the wonder of his beauty you know like Instead of being stuck in the grind. And so, yeah, Yeah. that's what we're doing now. We're branding more towards the outdoors, hiking, backcapping, camping community, embracing the seasons, embracing the the nature around you. And so that's kind of the vibe that we're going towards. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's probably a majority of your, your audience in general. I mean, the, the, the stereotypical burly guy with the long beard. I mean, yeah. They- so the thing is, though, you know, I haven't marketed myself, like you said earlier, as this high end, sophisticated suit and tie, Rolex watch, you know, uh-huh. diamonds and gold, and we're like a hundred dollar beard oil or we're some uh-huh. like luxurious, incredible something. Mm-hmm. We're just the everyday guy, you know, we're trying to get a resonate with those guys mm-hmm. that are just like you said, your everyday average show. That it just enjoys the outdoors. Yeah. My, like He's always had a beard and that's kind of his thing. He might hunt, he might fish, hike, camp, whatever his uh-huh. hobby is. Uh, but yeah, just connect with that audience. Cool. Yeah. So that so that's what you guys want to do then more of is hiking and sure. w- where do you guys want to go? What's the number one place oh on your list? <laughs> well, I will go ahead and drop this. This guy actually has his own podcast and he's got a YouTube channel. Okay. And his name is Craig Adams, spelled with a K, K-R-A-I-G. Adams and he has just truly inspired my desire for hiking. Like uh-huh. I've done some hiking and camping trips with friends uh to specifically Red River Gorge down in Kentucky which okay. is just gorgeous, no pun intended. It's it's gorgeous, it's a gorgeous <laughs> place and if you've never been, it's awesome. But just getting those first tastes of a real like true off the grid camping experience is just in in the smallest scale viewing what this guy gets to do as his life. Sure. Like this is his job. He's a cinematographer, he's a videographer, and he travels the world and just does what's called a silent hiking video. And so one of the places that's really amazing, uh, right now, obviously, you couldn't do a lot of these places, but uh, the Tour du Mont Blanc Trail is a 120-mile loop that passes through 
uh, France, Italy, and Switzerland. Wow. And it's a very well-developed circle, and you can get on or off at any time. Uh, it's very well-developed. There's, there's like, refugees. There's places where you can... Refuges, not refugees. But refuges, places you can stay along the trail, like cabins and things like that. There's restaurants. There's places where you can off-the-grid camp. Um, some of those places are just really cool. Um, I want to see a lot of the national parks. You know, Yellowstone, of course. Yosemite, the Adirondacks. I mean, there's just tons of places right here in the States that we're definitely going to go first before we start taking any like international sure. travels. But yeah, lots and lots of trails. Um, incredible stuff. Places in Peru. I mean, it's it's they're everywhere, man. I can talk about them for hours. That's, but That's fine, man. That's, yeah. that's one of my... I, I lived in Arizona for, for a very short time, like nine months or something like that. And I, I lived in... Uh, I forget what the park was called, but it's it, it's called the uh, the Pinal Mountains. They were they were in my backyard. Basically, I just wow. had to hop a fence, and I could walk, and then walk all the way up a mountain if I wanted to. I never made it walking all the way up. I That's drove awesome, up, though. but it was I mean it was the best. And now we live in Ohio with cornfields, yes, and I mean lands. you can do a corn maze if you want. But that's the flatlands, <laughs> right? It. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, um, let's see. Let's finish up here first. Do you guys have anything down the pipeline or any brand new products that you guys are really bringing to the table or is expected to come soon? Okay, expected to come soon. By the end of this year, we are actually... So one of the things that we have found really resonates with our online community is what we call our beard wash, which is just a very gentle shampoo that is good to use on your facial hair and skin. Mm -hmm. It doesn't strip the hair of all of the oils, which is kind of the whole battle we have with dry, itchy beards. Um. And the foundation to a good beard is going to be a clean, softened start to your beard. And so we found that really resonates with our audience. And right now we have three different fragrances. But what we're going to do is actually replicate those washes into all of our current uh, oils, balms, and butter fragrances, which are your leave-in conditioners for after the shower. Mm -hmm. But we want to have like a full set. Sure, yeah. And so there should be like 10 fragrances available by the end of the year. The nine that we have plus an unscented. Okay. Uh, Not only that... But we've been doing this two-ounce whipped butter, which you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, the whipped butter is a very involved process. And really, what the only thing that you're getting out of the whipped butter is the whipped process. So it's melting, it's turning back to a solid, and you're whipping it to kind of fluff it up and blend your ingredients. Uh, but one thing that we want to do is offer a four-ounce variety of the butter. So twice as much, but instead of whipping it, It'll be a poured butter. So it'll just be really smooth, solid, almost like a salve (laughs) type deal. Um, It won't be that creamy, like white looking color. But we will also have those in all the fragrances and kind of switching from the two ounce to the four ounce size. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be getting more for your ounce. The product will actually be more dense by volume because there's no air whipped into it. Um, And you're still getting the exact same ingredients. So we are going to do some test runs with that. uh, But we're hoping to maybe launch that. October. Okay. So that by No Shave November and Christmas, which is the hottest months of the year for any beard care company, you know, that's when everybody's mm-hmm. buying. Um, we can go ahead and launch the new look, sure. the new website, the new products, the new offerings with the wash. But as of right now, a poured butter in the four ounce variety and a beard wash available in every fragrance is kind of what's in the works. And I think I mentioned it earlier that I would like to maybe add one or two more colognes. Yeah. Uh, because they go over so well. When people actually take that dive to try the solid cologne, 
they're just like, wow, man, like, like you said, I'm used, I've seen them 50 to a hundred dollars and this smells exactly the same and it's natural based and it's small batch produced. It's a local and that's something that people are getting behind. So definitely want to like kind of major on the unique factor we have going on there. Cool. Awesome. Uh, four questions we'd like to ask, uh, well, each other and, and anybody that comes on, uh, first one, what are you eating? As we said earlier, vegetarian. Vegetarian, okay. Vegetarian. Um, do you have a specific vegetarian dish that's like your favorite right now? Uh, the favorite. Um, we do a lot of veggie burgers. Okay. A lot of veggie burgers. We do veggie tacos every Tuesday. Oh, every Tuesday. Taco we got it here too. Man. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So <laughs> that's always fun. Um, there's just so many vegetarian options out there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we do like vegetarian curries, Indian curry mm-hmm. specifically. Um, we do vegetarian stir fries with like, uh, meatless chicken, meatless chicken options, like a meatless orange chicken, uh, stir fry. I mean, just everything. I mean, food is my thing. Like I said, I took culinary arts in high school, so it's just my jam. I I make something different all the time. I try to do one new recipe Uh each week. Just like, Hey, let's just try to make something different. So. The the meats is it just like beans and tofu mixed together? Is that uh, a lot how it of works? times? It is soybean based. Soybean, okay. uh, soybeans and like you said, tofu. A lot of times they'll blend like egg whites in there mm-hmm. with like that mash and kind of create the texture of a mm-hmm. meat. Uh, but that's primarily what you get. Of course, you you get all your other proteins from sure. other sources, your dairies and uh, nuts and protein shakes. Whatever you know, you else. can get mm-hmm. the yeah vegetable based protein cool. stuff. So all right, sure. Next one. What are you reading? What am I reading? Uh, I am a very horrible uh, book reader. Okay. That's not my strong suit in life. Um, I'm more of an audio book okay. kind of person. That, that so works. I'm not personally reading it. I like to have somebody else do it for that, me. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, that way I can listen to it while I do something. Sure. But as far as what I read, I do read my Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. The gold standard. Where are you at right now in it? You like, got to read you, your Bible. How do you read through it? Well, it's kind of just like... A chapter at a time, okay. you know, and go through a book and then just, it's not like I have to do it like in order. Sure. It's just wherever you feel the leading, you know, that's just kind of how all things are when mm-hmm. you're, uh, the Bible says that the sons of God are led by the spirit of mm-hmm. God. So you just say, Lord, what do you want me to read today? And then you just kind of start there and just keep, just going, keep going until it's time to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. All right. So yeah, that's as far as the book that I would read, that's about it. Okay. As far as like physically that's, reading. That's the same here, man. I, I haven't touched a regular book. I have um you you guys talked about outdoor stuff. Um I read the book Wild at Heart forever ago. Um, I actually think I read uh, like half of that I, back in <laughs> high school. Someone's like, "Dude, you need to read this." I'm like, "I'll try." Yeah, I was going to ask I if got you halfway. read that. That was great. You yeah. Know? Well, <laughs> the half was awesome. Good. <laughs> um Sure. What what about listening to right now? Listening to um I've actually recently been introduced to some old podcast style radio style stuff back in the 50s and 60s of some businessmen who were highly successful and kind of shaped the mentality of the last few generations these guys have had uh information that has just driven and changed the mindsets of business people uh two things in particular which i've been recently told to listen to by a good friend of mine and that is a man named earl nightingale and he had a uh like a radio show, and he put out this uh, record at the time, and it was called The Strangest Secret in the World. 
And it's basically about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. It's what you set your mind to. It's got to do with persistence and faith and goals and and working towards the goal Um, and staying on it and only having and cultivating people in your life that are like-minded. And you just kind of tend to attract people that want to be in line with your goal. Um, Another thing, which this book is by a man named Napoleon Hill, which is another man that really strongly influenced Earl Nightingale, um, but it was called Think and Grow Rich. And rich is not necessarily monetarily. Rich is just whatever you desire Mm -hmm. in life. Um, And then you can attain that through thinking, through applying your mind, and what he calls conscious auto-suggestion, which I'm just going to kind of get into this, but it's basically, it's like uh, praying. Like when you pray aloud, you are telling yourself something okay. out loud. You're speaking to God, but it's going back into yourself. So you're actually telling your subconscious what to believe and what to process and how to work. And so by feeding your mind with positive, which is why we read the Bible, right? Sure. Uh, but you feed it with things that will allow your subconscious mind to accept what you're telling it as fact. Mm-hmm. And then your subconscious mind is working whether you're awake or when you're asleep. And that's where you kind of get your aha or like, oh man, that's a good hunch. Or I just got this inspiration of this idea. And that's where your ideas and your inspiration typically come from is your subconscious mind based on the things that you feed it. So yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. Kind of delving into that, but it's like a mindset change, um, and really just going for your goals and allowing God to work all of the other pieces sure. as you are focused on your goal. Sure. So cool. Sure. Uh, last one of these. What are you loving? What's something that you are really really enjoying right now in your life, other than maybe your business outside of your, your okay? Business? Yeah, it's it's hard. Like with the business and this being a business related podcast, every day love my wife, and that is just because I realize the sacrifice mm-hmm. that she has made to get us to where we are, sure. business related, um, and just personally. Uh, the, the sacrifice that she makes to keep things in order yeah. around our house and to encourage me to continue doing what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that whole aspect. I'm loving the Lord. Two good you things. Know, yeah, Two great my things. wife and the Lord. I should have put the Lord first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me, you Lord. Repent. You're number it's one. Right. He gave me my wife. So mm-hmm. again, every good and perfect gift comes from him. But what I'm really enjoying is uh, the opportunities that are opening and the things that are coming into my life right now to help me get to where I'm going. And and I'm seeing the goal and I've left it in God's hands and he is bringing opportunity to get to that place that we're so firmly aiming sure. for. So I love him for that. I love my family. You realize just how important each and every individual is whenever you're uh, forced to not go visit with them. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, indeed. You get you get that separation anxiety, man. You want to like know how they're doing. You want to hug their neck, and so just realizing how much you love your family. Again, love your family, love your wife, love the Lord, uh, love the opportunities that are coming my way. Um, yeah, that's a couple of things that I'm really okay. loving right now. Awesome. Uh, last question, and then I'll I'll uh, we'll get your information and then get out of here. But okay, cool. Uh, um, what being a small business owner, what's what's the one piece of advice that you would give someone that wants to be a small business owner? I mean, oh that would boy. want to, yeah, I, I saved this for the, this might be okay. a 10-minute 10, 10 answer, but we'll see. 
Okay, I'm going to try to condense it. Um, if I were to give you one word, it would be persistence. Like, do not stop. Mm -hmm. Like, don't stop grinding and hustling and investing in yourself. That's number one. Because you, it's, it's, I used to have it put to me like this um, with uh, a youth pastor that I used to go to a church back in Tennessee. He said he was a world champion coon dog, uh, like a, a hunting coon dog mm -hmm. trainer. And he would train these coon dogs to do certain things at his command. And he's like, I could have a coon dog that was just wired up and just ambitious as everything and ready to go. But if he wasn't teachable, he could burn all of his energy like crazy, but he's never going to bring me that duck or he's uh -huh. never going to bring me that coon or whatever it is, you know, that I, I'm training this dog for because he was just an overall dog trainer. I think he just specified. But he said, I, I, I could I could see that there's so much zeal in you, but with undirected zeal, you're going to burn out. You're not going to get anything out of this. You're going to use all this uh -huh. energy and you're not going to acquire anything. And that really stuck with me. So persistence and zeal are awesome. But self-investment and understanding what you're doing and how to get where you want to go. Again, back to setting the goal. Where do I want to be? Clearly defined goal. And then what do I have to invest in myself so that with this passion, I can get it into action and actually attain that goal? And then just don't stop. Again, persistence. It will pay off. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, I would say for, for a Christian business owner, you know, number one is uh, seek ye first the kingdom of mm -hmm. God, his righteousness. All this other stuff will just kind of fall yeah. into place. But just coming from a person, goal, persistence, self-investment. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So how can we find you? Uh, and you have a code for us, right? I do, actually. Uh, since you guys are Tim and Molly Sanders, we are going to give you guys a 20% off our website. Uh, anything on the website, which is at weatherbeardsupply.com, weather like outside beard like as in beard. on your face and supply <laughs> as in what we're doing for you <laughs> weatherbeardsupply.com you can use the coupon code sanders20 doesn't have to be all capitalized just sanders20 and that'll get you 20 percent off everything on the websites excluding our soap bars uh so it will be on the beard care and the cologne uh until father's day which will be june the 21st okay well thank you very much we'll we'll link that down in the in the show notes as well uh molly will put it in on her instagram if you guys are listening or following her there and uh Corey, i appreciate you stopping by i i, I think i'm thankful that you live so close that you can just drive sure. over that that makes it a whole lot just easier stones throw away exactly <laughs> exactly so thank you guys for listening uh we hope you have a good day and stay safe out there take care guys guys i hope you guys enjoyed that podcast interview with weatherbeard supply co and tim we are here to tell you about today's giveaway weatherbeard supply company so kindly gave us four bars of soap to give away to four of our listeners so the way you can enter that is taking a screenshot of the episode that you listen to and tag at weatherbeard underscore supply and at molly.ann.sanders. And we will be giving away one bar of soap to four of our different listeners. And that contest will run from June 11th until June 17th. 
So we will see you guys over on Instagram and again tag at weatherbeard underscore supply and at molly.ann.sanders to enter to win. Thanks you guys. Have a good day.